What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Man, how about the North Carolina Tar Heels? Played in the national championship game a year ago. Brought everybody back but Brady Manick. Preseason number one team and didn't make the tournament. And now North Carolina has declined an invite to the NIT. Say, no, we're good. Not coming. No, we're not going to that. Come on, Hubert Davis. They could hang a banner. They could hang a banner. Think Shaka Smart would turn that down? Hell no. National Invitational Tournament. How about the history of that bad boy? How we'll embarrassing for North down. Carolina. At one point, wasn't that tournament more oh, yeah, oh, yeah. important Early. than the... Well, that's, next time Jurassic Monty's in the house, we'll ask him about when the NIT was king. You know what I'm saying? He'll have a full rundown. Before the three-point line? <laughs> before the three-point line. Well, before I'm, before, allowed to dunk, I'm before the three-point line, so let's dunk. not go too crazy. I remember basketball before there was a three-point shot. Uh, vividly. So, it's it's not that long ago. Uh, and you remember all that, too, my friend. No you, dunking. You don't get called Jurassic, but you and Monty are actually right about the same age. Yes. <laughs> I may be older than Monty. I'm older than Monty. He I just believe. comes off as more historian because he talks about movies and old things a lot. Vintage. Vintage. I'm thing. just old. <laughs> well, we got a lot to do. We got brackets to fill out. You also, over the time of our 22, 23 years of doing this show, have been glossed the doctor of bracketology. Yes, I am. You've also been Dr. William Cannon. Dr. Brody Lane, and Dr. Ed Bluestein during our shows. But Doctor of Bracketology. Tough for the Cougs. Sorry, Cougs. It's going to be tough if Sasser doesn't play. If he's not playing, and I don't know how I don't know how you do that groin pull the way he was laid on the ground for a while there. They got him up. I don't know how you play him on Thursday. Those are those are oh. tough injuries and they kind of linger and then you feel like you're better and then you make one cut. And there it goes again. And so that can be problematic, obviously, for the Houston Cougars. He's their best player, um, one of the top guards in the country. And those are the kind of guys that And you were thinking Timmy Allen, Ty could have played if it, if it were, if it were really a, a meaningful event there over the weekend. I With think so. Rodney Terry, it was very meaningful for him, i got to believe. Well, I think I think you, you're not better without Timmy Allen, but if they did feel like with the rotations, with Timmy not playing, it kind of opened things up. And I thought Dylan Mitchell and, and – Dylan DeSue played really well together, and then the three guards were able to spread the floor and attack, uh, either off the dribble or or you know hit the threes. Brock Cunningham had his role, and then bringing Arterio Morris off the bench and getting some more minutes, I think, helped. Yeah, I think it gives you a, di- a different type of offensive pl- game plan. Yeah, it just you said it. The lane's open. <laughs> I mean, because again, when you've got Dylan DeSue, Dylan Mitchell, and Timmy Allen on the floor together, those are three guys that really don't shoot the ball. From the outside, so they don't stretch the floor, and they so, just kind of hang around and bring so, others in there. So they're with them. down near the bucket, and their defenders down near the bucket. Yeah, and so it's clogged, and it's it's a different look. And then you go to the three guards with two bigs, and one of them, and Dylan DeSue, can run the pick and roll, and he can shoot the basketball. You get that little floater, uh, kind of halfway pick and roll. Um, that really opened up the floor. I, I wonder how they keep that, and it wouldn't be that hard of a, you know, keep. You just bring Timmy Allen off the bench for Dylan Mitchell, right? 
And just, you know, start what you started in Kansas City and bring Timmy in for instant offense off the bench when, when you go for to get Dylan Mitchell a blow. Yeah, Dylan Mitchell flies outside the paint, though. That guy comes from all different kind of angles. That's fine. Timmy kind of hangs in that paint. Well, I, I, but you know what? Timmy Allen's a sixth-year player, a really smart player. He sat there and watched the same thing all weekend. I mean, he can see that. Yeah, of course. He I'm, can see that. He's not a, and he's not a me guy. Uh, he can see how the, the floor was bigger, and they can show him that on film. And so, yeah, I think that that can be a big benefit the way they played this weekend. And again, I'll go back to the defense they played. I just to hold those. I mean, TCU and Kansas. If you look at all the efficiency numbers, are among the the best offensive teams in the country. Uh, TCU likes to get up and down the court, play games in the seventies and eighties, and so does Kansas. Texas held both of them under sixty points, and right at sixty or under. I thought that was impressive uh, in this tournament. So, and they held Oklahoma State to forty-seven. Yeah, and Marcus Carr has gotten he's he's woken up again. Well, they and Hunter has also too. That's that. You know, I think for Marcus, seeing the lane open and being able to, he didn't have to settle for jump shots. He could attack to the paint and get there and run those little floaters. I think that helped him. He had like five steals too. He did. Uh, listen, we've said it all year. You get those three guards playing well together at one time. Well, look out there. This is Baylor circa twenty twenty. I mean, this is that three guard lineup that can. And then you're bringing Arterial Morris off the bench. Remember, go back to when Baylor won the national championship. They were bringing Flagler off the bench yep. as a fourth guard. And that's how Scott Drew's team ran all the way to the championship. And we do know that the Big 12 has delivered the national champion in back-to-back years. And three of the last four, the last three that they've played, Final Fours and championship games, has featured a Big 12 team with Texas Tech in 2019. So, you know, Texas, uh, Kansas, I mean, the the Big 12 will be well represented. I do think Oklahoma State got hosed. I think Oklahoma State should have been in. I'm, I'm not sure... You know, that they lost some hard luck games at the, down the end too. Well, and they played in this conference, and I, I don't. I mean, it's it's not just that Oklahoma State is out, but that Pittsburgh was the team that was in, and Arizona State. I mean, those teams are ranked in the in the upper 60s in the net rankings. Uh, Oklahoma State's right around 40 in the net rankings, I and mean, that's like 20 points better uh, as far as the the ranking goes. Yet the Big 12, I don't know, they did not want to get eight Big 12 teams in the tournament and you know, spread it out a little bit, get a Pac-12, AC, uh, Arizona State team, and a and a Pittsburgh team that was really lousy down the stretch. But uh, either way, uh, Oak State needed to win a couple more ball games and uh, weren't able to. And you also have to add this for Oklahoma State. Their best scorer, Avery Anderson's hurt. Right. Uh, he's got a wrist injury. He's not coming back. So I'm sure that played into it as well. But uh, that's the way the uh, brackets were filled out yesterday. Let's get to the other headlines, the trending topics, and we'll talk plenty of hoops. UBO Business Services. Yeah, Longhorns announces the two-seed out of that Big 12 Tournament Championship. Two seed in the Midwest region, and they'll play again play in Des Moines, Iowa on Thursday. They're going to face the 15 seed Colgate. The Colgate uh, Raiders are the champions of the Patriot League. They've won 20 of their last 21 games to finish the year. Best three-point shooting team in the country. If the Longhorns were to beat the Red Raiders on Thursday, it would set, could set up a very intriguing potential second-round matchup with Texas A&M. Aggies are the seventh seed there. They'll play Penn State this Thursday. Longhorn game, by the way, tips at 625 on Thursday. Houston Cougars are the one seed in that Midwest region. They're 31-3 and on the year, have advanced to the Elite Eight and Final Four in each of the last two seasons under Kelvin Sampson. Alabama is the number one overall top seed in the tournament after winning and running to the SEC Championship uh, regular season and tournament crown. Purdue is the one seed in the East out of the Big Ten, defending champion Kansas, the regular season champions of the Big 12, the top seed out West. Five other Big 12 teams are dancing. K-State and Baylor are both three seeds. TCU-Iowa State are six, and West Virginia is the nine seed. Women's Field of 64 announced last night as well. 
Despite their loss to Iowa State in the Big 12 Tournament Championship, Vic Schaefer's Longhorns are a top 16 national seed. They're going to host first and second round action this weekend at Moody Center. Longhorns earned the four seed in the uh, two, one of the two Seattle regionals. They're going to take on 13th seed in East Carolina, the Pirates, on Sunday at Moody Center. Louisville is the number five seed in there, and the 12th seed, Drake, will be coming to Austin. Also on the 40 acres this weekend, Texas baseball finished off a sweep of Manhattan yesterday, 16-6. to Horns have won five in a row to climb over 500 on the year. Texas softball team went 3-2 and two at the Bebo Classic this weekend, won the first three games to run their win streak to 13, but then lost to, to Alabama and then Texas State in extra innings yesterday. And uh, NFL should be a furious day of activity in the league. It's their legal tampering period. It begins today at noon. On the heels of Friday night's blockbuster trade that saw the Chicago Bears send the rights to the number one overall pick in the draft in April to Carolina for wide receiver DJ Moore and a Hall of Picks. Yesterday, the L.A. Rams agreed to a trade that's going to send star cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins for the, a 2023 third-round pick and tight end Hunter Long. On the pitch, Austin FC had a successful weekend. Of course, they had that disappointing loss in the CONCACAF Championship uh, on Tuesday. But they went on the road and beat Real Salt Lake 2-1 on Saturday night. Austin scored twice in the first half on beautiful long-range strikes from John Gallagher and Owen Wolf with his first MLS goal. Brad Stuver and the D made it stand up there in the three points. Getting golf, Scotty Scheffler back to the world number one in golf. He wins at the Players' Championship. The golf's fifth major cruised to a five-shot win over Terrell Hatton. Take the richest prize on tour. He'll be here in Austin in two weeks to defend his championship at the Dell Technologies match play. And in baseball, Team Mexico dominated Team USA last night at the World Baseball Classic out in Phoenix, 11-5. Both teams now 1-1 one one in pool play. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Dolphins all in. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, we knew that was going to – the next question is they're going to trade Matt Stafford. That means they're all in on Tua. They're all in with Tua. They better have a good backup. I believe so. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, No, the NFL is going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot of speculation, and now it's going to start coming to fruition. This whole Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, Jets, of course, are optimistic about their pursuit of the quarterback. Oh, they're making room for money for him. They are. Um, And and look, this this free agent market is – you can you can fill some holes here. I, I I I. How about your Dallas Cowboys tie? What are they doing? Are they filling any holes? We got our guys. Oh, we got our. Oh, guys. we're staying like pat. It. The cake is baked. They got big man. The cake is baked. Well, you can scratch Jalen Ramsey off the Cowboys wish list. They weren't going to get him anyhow. But Patrick Peterson's a name. Odell Beckham Jr. is a name. And really, I think for the Cowboys, the biggest question is what kind of buzz are their own free agents going to correct create on the market? Donovan Wilson. At safety, Dalton Schultz at tight end, Leighton Van Der Esch at linebacker. Um, Patrick Peterson, how much older is he than Jalen Ramsey? He's got to be a couple years. Several years. Eight. No. I mean, he, he's years old. older. Peterson's yeah. old. He's been he's like and He's like close to 35. That's what I was thinking, 34, 35 years old maybe? He's 32. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, not close. Jalen yeah, right. Ramsey is the same age as, as Zeke. Elliot, they came in, in the same draft There's no class. way they're only like four years apart. That's, that can't uh, be true. Well, I mean, let's look at the let's calendar. Let's see when they were born. <laughs> All you have to do is <laughs> see when they were born. That can't be true. Uh, of course, Patrick Peterson came out of, out of LSU, and yep. uh, um, you know, Jalen Ramsey was a guy the Cowboys considered taking when uh, they took Zeke in the top five. He was the kind of the second choice, and he went to Jacksonville, but Jacksonville traded him to the Rams, and now he's going to Miami. He's twenty eight, so yeah, there are four years difference between Patrick Peterson and Jalen. Uh, wow, but Jalen can still play, uh, and I think that's the the, the Rams are. You know, the whole F them picks idea, they need some picks now because, as yes. we know, the rookies are your cheap labor, and um, 
veterans get pretty expensive. And on a, in a salary cap league, it gets harder and harder to keep those uh, that many great players on one team. And so they're trading him to, to get a cheaper player. They'll get a third-round pick uh, for Jalen Ramsey and a tight end, Hunter something or other. Uh, but Promising rookie, rookie, Hunter Long. By the way, the Cowboys did create $30 million in new cap space over the weekend, uh, but that was because they, they, as we thought they would, they extended Dak Prescott's contract. I mean, they had to do that. It was such an onerous cap hit that they had to stretch it out and, you know, spread out the pain a little bit more to to free some things up. Um, uh, $30 million from their cap. They redid the, the contracts of Dak Prescott and Zach Martin. Um, yeah, Zach Martin seems like he's done this quite a few times. Yeah, well, they build these contracts. But, look, it's just like your your credit card bill. You keep pushing it down. Eventually it comes, you got to pay it. I mean, you got to – it's like the national debt. I mean, eventually it's going to have to be paid. But, uh, you know, the, the, you, you push the pain back, and that's what the Cowboys will do because they were over the cap you know, to start league year before they did these deals. But they created $30 million, But, really, it, it only creates about 10 or $12 million in actual cap space ahead of what's coming this week. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, they franchise tag Terrence pa- uh, Tony Pollard, tackle uh, Terrence Steele. They're starting right tackle. He's going to be a priority. He's a restricted free agent right now. They've got to get him, and so and it's going to make it harder. To, I mean, Dalton Schultz is going to go somewhere. He won't be back. You get away with paying Zeke like eight hundred thousand for the year. Well, he's still the cap hit. He's the highest cap hit of any running back in the league uh, at that position, uh, which is we told you to with, find me a rookie. You know, they're going to try and. Uh, there you go. So that'll all start at noon today. Who's going where? I think it's going to be a, a fun, fun, fun day. What about Lamar Jackson? I know there's been kind of quiet. It was the big story of last week. Does someone come in and, you know, make it a, a, an ambitious offer to try to acquire? He'll be the back with the Ravens. Twenty-six-year-old former MVP just a few years ago. He's available. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that the uh, the Ravens are just letting the market be set and they'll match whatever offer is there. But if it's too rich an offer. And it's going to bring two further. Remember, the Ravens are chasing the Bengals now in that division, and they're they got holes to fill. They have other guys that they have to try to, uh, and areas they have to improve that football team if they're going to keep up with the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills, and maybe now the Dolphins in that AFC conference. I mean, how much closer are the Dolphins to the Buffalo Bills now? Remember, they played in the playoffs. It was a good game. Um, Josh Allen and company. But, you know, if Tua can stay healthy, that's a big old if, oh, right? Oh, no, that's, yeah, it is. But when he's healthy, they win. Yeah, and they're going to add more pieces. Here they are picking up Jalen Ramsey to play, you know, corner. We know they they picked up Bradley Chubb yeah, at the trade deadline. Him, they're expecting Tua to last the season and, and get them in the playoffs. And you know what hurts the Dolphins a lot is that whole Tom Brady deal last year, the, the tampering oh, charge. The choice, yes. They lost the 21st pick in the draft. Man. 21st pick. I mean, it's uh, – that's a nice that, – that could have been a nice piece where you could have – I mean, they, they could have been in the mix for one of those tight ends to try to replace Mike Gusecki, who's probably going to move on in free agency along with Dalton Schultz at that position. So that that that, that tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady, uh, that hurts right now because yeah, they're trying to add players. Congratulations to Coach uh, to Vic Schaefer and, and the ladies. They got – I mean, you get two home games. You get – Yeah, top 16. I yeah, like we mentioned that. that. I like the two at home. Yeah, in the headline. Well, if you're in the women's side, if you make it – to yeah, the uh, top 16, you get your two home games. That's, That's across nice. the country, and then they'll go to Seattle uh, if they win that. Because remember, the uh, the women are now playing, at, instead of playing in four regional sites, they're playing right. in two regional sites. So Seattle 1, Seattle 2. Uh, I think it's somewhere in North Carolina where they'll play the other one, 1 and 2. Remember then when they had the women's tournament down in San Antonio during COVID and they played in the bubble? That's right. Uh, they they kind of like that, where you 
you know, you can be, the fans can make one trip to see a lot of different basketball teams over four days. And yeah, the Texas women are in. They couldn't handle the uh, the conference's player of the year yesterday against Iowa State. She was just too good. Yeah, she's good. She's and very good. Twenty eight and ten, and the Longhorns end up losing that uh, that tournament. But they end up they were the regular season champions of the conference, of course. And they're a top uh, 16. Let's dive into the coach's corner. It's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations, our man Tom McKay. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. All right, can we hear this from Rodney Terry? And, uh, you know, again, credit hugely to Rodney Terry and how he's kept this team. He and this staff have kept this team not just together this year through all of the turmoil, but improving and uh, getting better as the year's gone on. I thought they played their best basketball here over this final week of the season and our Big 12 tournament champions. And afterwards, a very emotional Rodney Terry, revealing that not only has the season been you know, tumultuous for the team and the program, but also for him personally. Man, we just enjoyed this journey. You know, I've really tried to, you know, live what my feet are every day. And uh, just, you know, like I tell our guys all the time, you know, live in the present right now. You can't control uh, the future or the past, but you just live in the present. And, uh, um, man, it's a great day to be alive. I say that every day to our guys. But uh, uh, me personally, I haven't given a lot of thought to that. Uh, really tried to dedicate this season to my dad. I lost my dad in uh, in August. And... Uh, He, he would be really excited right now. Pretty good stuff. Rodney Terry, obviously, uh, hadn't revealed a lot of that about that, but uh, he's been dealing with that behind the scenes, and now here they are as the tournament champs, and uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, and, and his players know that. Believe me, they know about it, the loss of his father. Yeah, I mean, I mean these uh, guys these these guys have put on quite a show for, for folks and just being mature about the way they've handled their business uh, throughout this season. And, you know, the staff has been fantastic. You know, Chris Beard put together a pretty good staff. I mean, he knew exactly what he wanted out of his coaching staff, and he's got that, and they've carried on. And, you know, they've done what they're supposed to do. That's what's nice about having a mature team, that you're not looking in the corner and going, oh, no, he's just a freshman. I got to deal with this and that with the freshman. I mean, they got mature guys. They got grown grown men that play for him. You know, been in college six years, seven years. For Cunningham, twelve years. I mean, they. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got guys. Well, the been third, old, third oldest team in the country. Yeah, and that, been around. That, guys have been around the block, and not that, just on the court, but off the court. I mean, obviously, a younger team probably doesn't handle it. I mean, think about North Carolina. We started the hour talking about North Carolina. They were in the championship game a year ago, and one key guy and Brady Manick is out, and they're not even in the tournament. And the chemistry is huge. Um, you know, things don't. This the chemistry of this team. These guys could have started. Bailing on the ship when the Chris Beard situation went down in December. Oh, yeah, they didn't bail on the university. They stuck right with it. Yeah, and and that tells you something. They they came to play for Chris Beard, but they came to play for Texas. And they came to play for this staff. And they came to play at Texas and do something special. And now they have that opportunity. And obviously the the, the question about Rodney Terry and his future, the more and more wins he piles up in championships, the more and more opportunity he has to keep this job. And that's going to be a decision made by the, uh, the president and the the athletic director, when it's all said and done. But obviously the decision will be made for the next 10 years, not just the next year. Uh, but Rodney Terry has done an amazing job uh, with this staff this season, and we'll see what the what the ceiling is as they head into March. Uh, Vic Schaefer has done a great job on the women's side as well, building that program into uh, to a top team on the women's side as we get this thing rolling. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with hiring somebody without baggage. I mean, there's nothing wrong with hiring a good guy that the, the kids love and and that will play hard for 
and they can keep your recruiting. Uh, recruiting will be really, really important. Well, I think that's going to be very important for Rodney yes. and this staff to keep Ron, Ronald Holland out of out of uh, Duncanville, the, that Metroplex, also the kid, the A.J. Johnson, the point guard from Los Angeles. And to hit Los that Angeles. portal like they've done. All these kids, a bunch of these kids out of the portal, yeah, well, that's obviously. Been, I mean, obviously, Chris Beard had a vision for how to build this program. He sold that to Rodney Terry when he left a head coaching job at UTEP. He sold that to Chris Ogden when he left a head coaching job at UT Arlington. And he sold it to these players that, that we can be a Monday night program, uh, which means cutting down the nets on a Monday night to play for the national championship. But, yes, I mean, the, the, the roster is completely flipped. I mean, the, uh, the additions of uh, Timmy Allen and keeping him for another year through the portal from a year ago to mm-hmm. bring in – you know, this recruiting class, which was Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell, but then add Tyrese Hunter, the Big 12's, you know, freshman of the year out of Iowa State. And Rice, my Serge Jabari Rice. I mean, and Rodney Terry gets a big credit for that because he played against Serge Jabari Rice when he was at UTEP every year and said, hey, this is a really good ball player right here. He kills us. We might want to talk to him and obviously give Jabari Rice a lot of credit because he was sold on the idea of being the sixth man. Yeah, and they'll have to build it through the portal again. I mean, that's just the way college basketball yeah. is now. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and pick the right guys that fit and uh, puzzle pieces, and you know that's all. You know, Chris Del Conte's gonna have to have a lot of conversations with Rodney about the, the vision and the future, and uh, being a part of that because obviously Rodney came here to be a part of Chris Beer's vision, and was ready to be his top assistant, and uh, you know maybe not be a head coach again when it's all said and done. He didn't he didn't leave a head coaching job to come here to be a head coach, but the opportunity presented itself, and he's done a great job. Yep, and that's where it stands, and now you get to see where this thing goes, and. Uh, the last two times the Longhorns have been a number two overall seed, 0-6-0-8, they made it to the Elite Eight. Made it to the Elite Eight. And if they were to do that this year, that might be the Houston Cougars in the uh, the. Uh, My only drawback is, are file. they big enough? They play defense, but are they are they big enough when some of these games start to... The matchups, right? Let's yeah, start. the matchups. I, I, I love the way they play defense, where they get in foul trouble or because of the size, or can they just out-D people? You know, will they be able to out out D you? Can they get some of these top scorers in the nation that they'll end up playing? You know, as you go, you start to get better shooters. Will they be able to stop those? Those are the ones. Well, and the matchups we know. I mean, yes. um, you know, Texas A and M not the biggest team down low. But their guard plays pretty damn and, good, and their defense with Buzz Williams. I mean, those teams are kind of built the same. I, I would like Texas's experience in the backcourt uh, over A and M in that spot, but you know, that's that's a good team that's playing there. Some really good basketball. Yeah, right I want to see that game. I'm sorry. Penn State, Penn Staters, but I'm I'm not watching your three point exhibition. I I want to see Texas play Texas A and M. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, nope. I don't I don't want to see them play Penn State. I'm with you. I know there's people that want them. You'd rather play Penn State, but no. Well, play the Aggies. Well, Texas needs some revenge because the Aggies ended the Longhorn baseball season last year in uh, Omaha. Uh, you'd hate to have that again. <laughs> and the bragging rights is they're going to you know join up as conference rivals again coming up here soon, starting in 2024. But, yeah, they could have a, a pre-SEC matchup on Saturday. Uh, also in their bracket, I mean, we know that uh, Xavier, I have to learn a little bit about Xavier, the Musketeers, or the three-seed Indiana as a team out of the Big Ten with Mike Woodson as the four-seed uh, there. Those are your top. I, I do think, you know, outside of that, I, I think A&M got underseeded. I really do. And I think it was from made-for-TV matchup. Uh, I think they deserve a six, maybe even a five for what yeah. they've done this year. And, and I believe in 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 the in the long run, the Big Twelve, best the best conference, but the Big East was uh, right behind when it comes to physicality with Xavier and Creighton, Providence, Villanova, UConn. I mean, they 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 were really physical this year, and uh, Shaka's got a pretty good team. He got one of the best players in the nation on his team too. 
You know, Shaka's got to prove he can win a March at this point because he did here, and and I know he did at Virginia Commonwealth, but uh, he does have a team on paper that looks pretty darn good. I see BCU in this deal somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they? Oh, yeah. Like a 12. Yeah, they're in. Hey, we'll pick it up. We'll also hear the president of the Green Bay Packers talking about Aaron Rodgers' future, and it sure sounds like a divorce is coming quickly here uh, from from the – up there in, in Cheesehead land, and uh, Aaron Rodgers met with the Jets last week, so we'll see this. Jets are clearing cap space now, so we'll hear from uh, Mark Murphy, who's their team president. Also more on the free agency period beginning in the National Football League. Longhorns, a two and a four seat on the big dances. Uh, get to all of it as much as we can here on b Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's Bucky and Aaron. Hooping it up, no doubt about it. Longhorns feeling pretty darn good. Coming up, a couple of uh, CBS's top experts have the Longhorns into the Final Four. Let you hear that. Including Jay Wright, by the way. Jay Wright on the set yesterday. A lot of Longhorn fans have uh, said, let's put a blank check to Jay Wright and get him out of retirement to come back and coach. Of course, Rodney Terry making his case here. But Jay Wright, uh, with two national championships and built the power at Villanova, uh, he he has the horns in the Final Four. We'll let you hear that here coming up. Uh, also, uh, Seth Davis and, and uh, actually, let's play that right now because here's, here's CBS yesterday after the brackets were revealed. Both Seth Davis, the uh, college basketball insider, along there with Clark Kellogg and Greg Gumbel, and then there's Jay Wright, uh, both Seth Davis and Jay Wright have the same Final Four, and let's let you hear from uh, from Seth Davis on who that's going to be. All right, this is this is my four. Uh, Alabama making their case. This breaks my heart to do this to Purdue fans. I'm almost rooting against myself, I but I love the Marquette versus Purdue speed matchup here. And I do think that Texas, first of all, Houston has the the Sasser injury, right. but Houston likes to out-physical teams. Texas can play that way. I think that's a comfortable matchup. I'll take the Longhorns in the final game. I'm straight up chalk. I know I did a lot of uh, uh, upsets, but I will take the Crimson Tide of Alabama to beat Kansas in the national championship. You know what we call that, talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yes, that's hey, called right. the Seth Davis method. And I think I retired intelligently because I have the same as Seth. I wow. can't believe it. I have Alabama coming out of the South, East, Marquette, and I have the West, Kansas, Midwest, Texas. I have Marquette getting through to the final game to go up against Kansas, and I have Kansas repeating and Bill Self healthy, happy, and a two-time national champion back-to-back. Did you leave yourself any right, There you go. There's uh, the, And Marquette, by the way, if, if Shaka Smart's team wins a game in the tournament, it'll be Shaka Smart's first March win in yep. 10 years. 10 years. 2013. Last time Shaka Smart had a March tournament victory. But a lot of people like that team out of the Big East and uh, won the Big East, won the Big East championship, play really fast brand of basketball, and uh, they are, are well-liked by the expert panel there. Longhorns, too, into the Final Four with the Longhorns and what a run that would be. Of course, the Final Four is in Houston. So whether it's the Cougars or the Longhorns, if they either of them can get it or the Aggies, for crying out loud, uh, how about the home crowd you'd get uh, down there at NRG My Stadium? Goodness. 
Um, so uh, the fun begins. Three weeks of basketball. Longhorns hopes it's three weeks of basketball because that would take it into the Final Four for sure. Also, as we said, noon today is the day that uh, the legal tampering period begins in the NFL. Deals can uh, start to be made officially. And we know that there were two mega deals done over the weekend. The Chicago Bears have given up that number one overall pick uh, to the Carolina Panthers. They're coming all the way up from nine. Uh, it's going to be for number nine overall this year, plus another pick in the second round, number one next year, and number two the following year, plus D.J. Moore. And don't don't kid yourself, the, the deal doesn't get done without D.J. Moore. That was a big part of this trade. The Bears are looking for weapons for their quarterback, Justin Fields, Chase Claypool, D.J. Moore, and look for them to draft more. Uh, other weapons when they get to this draft coming up in April. But how about the Carolina Panthers on the clock now? Is that to come up to get Bryce Young? Is that to come get C.J. Stroud? It's to come to get one of those two quarterbacks. I think they feel comfortable enough to either one. And, you know, Frank Reich is the new head coach in Carolina. He's a quarterback himself. He was in Indianapolis and dumped this past year by Jim Ursay. But, um, you know, he he typically has had taller quarterbacks, so you don't know if that would be a knock on Bryce Young. But C.J. Stroud is one that they like, too. So uh, I did see this from Peter King, Monday morning quarterback. He says, uh, we're 45 days before round one in the first pick. I don't think the Panthers know who their quarterback target is. So they're going to evaluate. Now that they have the one pick, they'll go into full evaluation mode and and take the best one. And you think the Texans are taking the one that they don't take? Yes. And calling them their guy. Which is why you shouldn't have lost. (laughs) Shouldn't have won that stupid game week 17. This is the guy we wanted all the time, right? Well, that's what you have to do. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they wanted Strout E and they ended up with um, I want Bryce Strout. Young, you know what they're going to say? He was our guy all the time. You that's have what to you say have it. to say that. You have to say that. Yeah. But, you know, at least we got the quarterback. All I can wanted. say is at least it's not Indianapolis. It's come. I thought for all the world that the Colts were going to come up from four and take him, and then sure. you'd have to face that quarterback twice a year in your own division. At least if it's if they come up and take your guy that you wanted, it's at least it's over in the NFC now, uh, potentially. But. You know who knows? There'll be a lot of smoke about Anthony Richardson, and maybe they'll take Will Levis. They're not. They're not giving up all that to come up to take um, a less proven player, more of a project. They're going to come take Younger Stroud, and the Cow- Long the uh, Texans will take the other guy. I think that, and I think if you're a Texans fan, you, you're happy to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. And the Texans have more draft capital in this draft than any team. They have 11 picks, and uh, you know they have an opportunity to add two big pieces here. Actually, three if they can hit on pick two, pick 12, and pick 33. If they weren't to get those guys, what would they be like the following year? Would they be right back at Houston? it one or two again, probably? Well, it depends on how the quarterback plays. I mean, it depends on how quickly the quarterback can come in. And obviously the Texans have been linked to Jimmy Garoppolo, that maybe because of all the 49ers' familiarity there, that Garoppolo could be a guy. And I, I, you know, a lot of time between there. If they 40- did that, could they, could they then wait the following year to see which one of those quarterbacks they'd like to have? The kid from uh, North Carolina or USC? Well, look, if you evaluate it and you don't think that – Either of these guys, none of these guys are franchise guys, and Caleb Williams and Drake May and others next year. But you know, that's, as I always say, I don't think that's how league. They don't. It's hard to tank two trying, years in rowing. Yeah, Miko Ryan's coming and trying. Well, they've been taking for yeah. two years already. That's true. It has David been. Cullen it has been two Smith. years. They've, been, they've done two years of tanking to get to this spot, uh, and they couldn't even finish it off to get the number one pick for crying out loud. How incompetent are they? Cowboys cleared thirty million in cap space. They'll hit the market today. Uh, mostly trying to keep their own guys. I think is fair. Can we hear from? Uh, Green Bay. This is the Green Bay Packers president. He is Mark Murphy. Of course, we know that Brian Gutenkunst is their general manager, but uh, Matt Mar- Mark Murphy was asked about the Amer- Aaron Rodgers situation over the weekend. Can we hear some of this sound? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I can't get into all the details, but 
you know, it's a situation where I think we wanted uh, to help Aaron achieve what he wanted as well as the Packers and hopefully, uh, you know, create a situation where it's kind of a win for both sides. At this point, is it entirely up to Aaron Rodgers on what he wants to do? And then what has the communication been like the last few days and the last few weeks? Yeah, you know, we're still in uh, discussions. I, I can't really get into a lot of the specifics. Um, just, you know, 15 years ago, this Packers organization has been through something very similar with Brett Favre, even with the Jets involved in all of that. How strange has that been? And then what has this organization learned from 15 years ago now using uh, in this year? Yeah, well, obviously, we're very fortunate to have back-to-back -back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And, yeah, it's it was very early in my tenure, so I remember it very well with, uh, uh, with Brett's situation. And, you know, um, it's kind of the happens in our game you know nobody very few players play for only one team uh, and you know obviously Brett had a great career Aaron had a great career here and uh, regardless of what happens you know Aaron will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame he'll be in our Hall of Fame and we'll bring him back or retire his number and uh, but this is just one of the things that you go through as right, a team go. well they don't they don't oh, he definitely doesn't want to say that that tail is wagging that dog well, he, he just said he had a great career here and will eventually bring him back to retire his number. Oh, no, I mean, he's <laughs> come on, man. He, he, going he went on to mention that, like, he was like, well, if it works out in our favor, like, he, he won't be here. Right. You know? Yeah, they're, they're trying to get out from under that contract, and they want to hand the ball. They've said it. They want Jordan Love to play. They drafted the guy in the, third, in the first round a couple years ago to play, and uh, they're tired of the drama, and I think Aaron Rodgers will That's be a That's what they jet. can get. That's what they want to make sure. Yeah, and obviously he's get, it, there's two sides of this. They got the Jets have to work out a deal, and then they got to work out the contract side with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so that's there's you know, three parties here, and they're all negotiating. But I think when it's all said and done, it'll happen, and he'll be the quarterback of the New York Jets, and just like Brett Favre was 15 years ago when it went down. And we've told you that if you go back 15 years, it was Woody Johnson, the owner, that wanted Brett Favre, and mm -hmm. the current coach at the time, Eric Mangini, didn't want him. And it didn't turn out to work out. That typically doesn't work out when the owner and the quarterback and the head coach are at, at odds about the quarterback they want, right? I mean, think about that situation. And the reports are that Robert Sala, the coach, I mean, you know, he, Woody Johnson again wants Aaron Rodgers, and some in the building wanted Dave, Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, for sure. Derek Carr, and really pursued him hard. And gosh, you, you wonder if Robert Sala would rather pursue Lamar Jackson than even Aaron Rodgers at 39 years old. But uh, either way. Uh, think about Vince Young, right? When Vince Young was drafted and Bud Adams took him and Jeff Fisher didn't want him. Well, how about this? Panthers Wire. PantherswireCom a, a site that covers the Carolina Panthers who just acquired the number one pick. According to uh, this, it says, uh, Adam, uh, there's a belief that Panthers owner Dave Tepper loves Bryce Young and that head coach Frank Reich likes C.J. Stroud. Owner will win that, just so you know. Yes. <laughs> owner will win that, but obviously if Frank Reich is convicted on it, he'll try to convince the, head, the uh, owner the billionaire owner, that uh, here's why. But that's one of those, if you're the coach, you better be right. Wow. You better be right. So here we go. Days of our quarterback lives, and I got another one for you. Can we get a days of our quarterback lives on top of Aaron Rodgers, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and the Panthers? Here we go. When free agency begins, according to Ian Rappaport, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are expected to target Baker Mayfield is their potential starting quarterback. Come on. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Could bring Money him in man. to compete with Kyle Trask, their former second-round pick out of Florida, who the team does like a lot. But uh, Baker Mayfield, who finished the year pretty strongly as, uh, as a member of the L.A. Rams after being dumped in Cleveland and, and ended up in Carolina, and it didn't work out there. 
Uh, but, yeah, the Buccaneers could be all in on Baker, Mayfield. Top quarterbacks in this uh, free agent class. Lamar Jackson's number one. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brisket, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. What are the Colts going to do? What are the Colts going to do? They're going to draft a quarterback with the fourth pick. Um, I mean, it, it's safe to say they didn't. They're not happy that the Panthers did what they did, right? Because you know they were in that conversation too, and they could have secured the number one pick and taken whoever they want. Now they're going to have to wait. Now you have two teams, at least two teams, right now in front. Yeah, and there's already thought that the Arizona Cardinals, who whether it's a good idea or not, are going to stick with Kyler Murray because they just signed him, that they could trade back from three. And the first three quarterbacks, first three picks could be quarterbacks at the Vegas Raiders come up to make sure they can secure a quarterback. Because once you get past Stroud, Young, and then it's Will Levis, then it's Anthony Richardson, once those four guys are gone, they're gone. And they may be gone in the first four picks if the, if the Cardinals decide to trade. But to your question on the Colts, they may be left with the fourth guy. And that fourth guy is going to have to play. Yeah, or they'll go sign, they'll get active and go sign one of these veterans and sure. do it again until Levis or Richardson are ready uh, to play. And they could be in the mix. Now, they had Jacoby Brissett already in this, this They've run. already done that once. Uh, yeah. But they could do the, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. They could, you know, go with the Andy Dalton situation uh, for a year. But, yes, I mean, that's not optimal. Um, and, Ty, you seen any of these XFL guys ready to go? My viewership has dropped off. In the what? Last two weeks. What? I, I, I did see The Rock at the Academy Awards last night with uh, who was on his arm, Emily Blunt, I believe. So, I thought that was John Krasinski's wife. No, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Well, no, they they presented together. Like oh. they weren't together together. The Rock was there in like a pink tuxedo looking thing. He wasn't. He wasn't at the game. Suited up. No, he was presenting Come on, something. Man. Presenting something. He ain't at the going Academy to watch Awards. the. You think he's watching at? those? You think he's actually watching those games? Guys, not watching those. He owns the league. I'm sure he is. No. Uh, by the way, as big as his arms are, Will Smith was not going to go on the stage and smack that dude. Well, no. he, he's Pretty banned. I, I don't, he can't even yeah, show Will up Smith can't go. He's years. 10 years. 10, ten years. years. Oh. 10 years out. All right, we'll be back. Uh, we will let Ty lead us through some hot or not topics. Ty hit a big parlay last night, six-legged parlay. We'll let you know about his payout. He's hot on that. Also, we're hot on the topics that we've missed halfway through this very busy Monday. Get back to the brackets. We're rolling on on a busy, busy start to your work week. What's hot? And what's not? Hot Not is brought to you by our friends at Texas Orthopedics. A couple of your former players over there, Buck. Oh, yeah, Dr. Danny and Chris Stockton. Yeah, man. Or a couple, one of your former players and a former Longhorn. Absolutely. Uh, great friends there. What a weekend it was, hot or not, because we sprung forward and it's now spring break. Sun's just now coming up. Sunset, sunrise just happened an hour later than usual. Not a fan of that, but um, we'll get used to it. Also, since it is spring break, if uh, traffic is lighter than usual, that's why schools are out all over the area. Uh, and, and a lot of folks will be off work this week doing things with their families and kids, and including today down at Coke FM. You know, Coke FM, our sister station down the hall, they're having their rooftop showcase to launch the music part of South by Southwest. They'll be at the Blind Pig Pub. All day today, so you get all the details at kokefm.com, K-O-K-E-F-M.com. Is that on 6th or 5th? It's on 6th Street. On 6th Street. Pig. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to be up on the roof. That's why they call it a up rooftop on the showcase. rooftop. Yeah, so get down there. It should be hopping. And uh, Eric Rains will drop by later on in the show to tell us about it, who's playing and when. But uh, you get all those details at kokefm.com. It's a good week. You know, a lot of folks do take off at least parts of this week because their kids are off of school. And I always remind you, when you're uh, going to the beach or 
the lake, the river, wherever you're going, take us with you with your uh, Horn app. You can be listening and keep up with the brackets and all that's going on with NFL free agency and learn things like this. How about uh, Scotty Scheffler, one better uh, out there in Vegas, put $300,000 on Scotty Scheffler to win the Players' Championship before it started. He just won $3.3 million. Scotty Scheffler won $4.5 million for the richest person golf with a walk-in-the-park win on a Sunday that the uh, – at the Sawgrass course there, the tournament course at TPC Sawgrass. It was never in doubt on Sunday. With never him. a doubt. No. And uh, he was Everybody around so him rocking. folded up. That dude has won six tournaments in 13 months. He's just so steady and good. Uh, and Ty Henderson hit himself a six-legged parlay over the weekend. And uh, six legs. So you hit some hockey, some basketball. What else? Some XFL? No, just NBA, college basketball, and a little hockey, a little a little shootout to end the night at 12.30 before I had to be here in the morning on Sunday. So I was laying in bed, literally just sweating. dreaming. Oh, no. And then I basked in my glory just laying there. And there you go. Late hours of the night, you know, thinking about my win. That's what I do it for. You know, it's the, those little moments. There you go. Those little moments that'll pay off some bills now. You were getting a little steep there. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, also on the hot or not side, it's uh, um, I am kind of hot. You know, the Bears, interesting. You know, they've acquired D.J. Moore, who's a 25-year-old wide receiver in this trade. They gave up the number one pick. He was a big part of it. They've got 24-year-old Chase Claypool. Got the young tight end Cole Komet, who's a really good player. Khalil Herbert's a young running back. You can see that what they're doing right there. And now they can get in this draft with all the draft capital they just picked up and kind of rebuild their defense and rebuild oh, yeah. their offensive line. I wonder if the Bears, with all this cap space, don't get in the Orlando Brown chase to bring him in and play left tackle. They have the money to afford that and absorb that. And Orlando Brown's only 26, 27 years old. He can play left tackle for you. I expect the Bears to be a whole different looking team, uh, and they already are uh, next year uh, with with their second year under this administration. There, uh, like what they're doing uh, for bringing in some young talent around a young quarterback, and uh, they just traded out that number yeah, one. Yeah, the pick Claypool Carolina. one is had, that's the one. That's He's got to work, work out. out. That's got to work out. And DJ Moore was a good player in Carolina. He, he just didn't have any quarterbacks throwing to him. I mean, he was a good player. So Baker's not sticking with the Rams. He doesn't. No, he's. I don't know what the Rams are going to do. They may trade Matt Stafford too. The hell are they going to do? They're starting all over at quarterback again. They're starting all over everywhere. FM picks, baby. Ty, what do you have for us? And how did out besides your big winnings on Saturday? Uh, well, we mentioned last week that Tiger Woods is once again a single man, and he's you know dealing with he's some, locking her out of the house for. Him. Yeah, he's dealing with that whole situation. You know, this his ex girlfriend Erica Herman asking for thirty million dollars, but. Uh, Odds to come out on who is going to be his next girlfriend. Do you all have any guesses on who the front runner on that is? Giselle Boonjian. Correct. Is that right? G- Tom Brady's ex. Giselle Boonjian is uh, the, the, the odds leader right now. Kim Kardashian right behind her at th- plus 3,500. And um, Paige Spiernak. Spironic. Spironic. Yeah. Former golfer, Instagram model now, is behind her at plus 25,000. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take out. The one maniac there. Well, another maniac on the list is also Amber Heard. So it sounds, Wait, sounds like Tiger they're... Woods. He should just stop dating at this point. But he typically goes behind the scenes for his girlfriend. Yeah, right? that's he, true. He meets I like mean, the nanny. Yeah. What about um, Lindsey Vaughn? Yeah, that's true. She was kind of out there. Yeah, she was a world class snow skier. Shakira's world-class. on the list. Shakira single. Her husband or boyfriend ruined that deal. All right, we'll be back. Hips don't lie. It's B&E on spring break here on the Horn. Brackets are out.